The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It is uh, nine minutes after eight. Uh, this is the Forum at Eight on SAFM, and thank you so much uh, for tuning in once again. Well, uh, this morning on the Forum at Eight, uh, discussing a very, very sensitive issue, and um, I must just, you know, um, issue an advisory to our audience. You may find this somewhat sensitive. We are going to be talking about sexual abuse of children. So if this is not something uh, that your constitution can handle, then... um I sadly would suggest that you maybe find something else to do, listen to something else, uh, because uh, we it may get graphic. There will be description of events, maybe. And uh, please, please, please just be warned that this is what we will be discussing during this hour. So thank you so much for tuning in all the same. Um, a new study conducted by researchers from the University of Cape Town and the Center for Justice and Crime Prevention has found that 750 50,000 young South Africans are likely to have been victims of sexual abuse by the age of 17. Now, just to put that into a, a, a broader perspective, that would fill Soccer City, the FNB Stadium, the largest stadium in South Africa, eight times over. The number of victims that would have been likely victims of sexual abuse by the time they reach the age of 17. That is our reality in South Africa. The research also reveals that although South African laws in this regard are progressive, the problem is that the South African police service members, particularly at station level, often uh, do not have the training in order to enforce those particular laws. Now, these findings speak to our case study uh, today where a mother has discovered that her daughter has been sexually molested by her stepfather since the age of 14, and she is now trying everything in her power to get justice for her now 16-year-old daughter by coming here and sharing her story with us. And, and, And we hope if nothing else, that perhaps, number one, people will learn what the law says about this. And number two, that those who are victims already, because 750,000 before the age of 17 is a huge number. So if there are already victims suffering out there, that maybe they will find the strength and the courage to take the appropriate steps to bring the perpetrators to book. Because we cannot, we cannot any longer fail our children by hiding behind culture and high walls and class and whatever else it is that we do in the confines of our homes. We sweep it under the carpet. We we make sure that it doesn't leave the sanctity of our homes. The neighbors don't talk about it. And in the meantime, everybody suffers. So let's try and break the silence and move this forward. And um, we have in studio a mother of a child who was molested by a stepfather. And I'm going to leave it to you um, whether you want to put your name out there or if you don't. All the same to me. But thank you so much for coming through this morning. It's an absolute pleasure. It's quite difficult to talk about, actually. 
So I also just want to um, introduce General uh, Dibelo uh, Musigidi, who's responsible for Family Violence, uh, Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit at the South African Police Services. Uh, he's joining us from our Pretoria studios. General, thank you so much for your time as well this morning. Thank you, uh, uh, Sakina. Uh, thank you for having me and um, let me greet your listeners as well. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, firstly, I want to start um, with our mother here this morning. I don't even know what to say to you, because as a mother myself, I cannot begin to think the emotions that you must be grappling with at this point. But I, I want to find a space, you know, maybe we can start at a point where you discover this wrongdoing, and then maybe we can tell the story around that. Well, I, I moved out of my home. Uh, I suspected that something was going on for quite a while. Uh, I had warned him several times. I just couldn't seem to keep my daughter away from him or them apart, actually. And I was just felt like I was losing my mind, and I just strongly believed something was going wrong. And um, everyone around me convinced me that you're wrong. There's no way this could happen. I mean, come on, he's a senior in his place of employment. He's well-educated, boarding school guy. Um, but no, nobody believes you. Not even your family, not even your friends. And you have this sinking gut feeling. And eventually last year in January, I walked into bedroom. The door was closed. He had his arms around her after I'd warned him several times I don't want it. He'd lie in bed with her. And every time I walked in, they'd actually jump and it would turn into ugly fights. But what happens is you b- it's just an attack on every front because every time you talk about it, it's like you're just looking for money. You're just, you're just a woman who's unhappily married who's looking for some financial, for a financial gain, an ugly divorce and a big settlement. Nobody takes you seriously. So you say when this happened, your daughter, when it started, she was 14 years old. Do you, are you any clearer at this point exactly when it started and how it actually started? I know she did make a statement and I'm not brave enough to read it, quite honestly. But I've, I've had feedback from um, the people that have been dealing with her, from the people have, that have done the reports and examinations and stuff like that, according to what she said. So I've, I have had feedback, so I have a rough idea. And um, it's just, it feels like a runaway train. It feels like there's just no end to it. So I opened my laptop in, six, uh, in September last year, and there was a conversation from his cell phone to her iCloud account detailing, you know, like, when can you see me? Mum's going to be shooting shooting this or that and mom's going to be away from here to here and I'll make a plan to see you and and even discussing like you know promise promising each other sex um how how do you deal with that these are it's the betrayal it's what goes on in your own home it's a slap in the face when you realize stranger danger isn't the actual danger it's the ones that are closest to you that have access to your children that can actually ruin them, groom them, turn them into puppets. So it's, it's, there's so many levels to this. 
And because of what I do and, and, and my work and whatever, I've decided not to remain silent. I don't care what price I pay because every door that I've knocked at, every person I've turned to from the court to, um, to the police, why is this taking so long? Why aren't people doing their jobs? Have you ever had the misfortune of dealing with an investigating officer that just shuffles you along all day? You know, as adults, we can cope with these things. But when a child's life hangs in the balance and there's a, a pedophile running around the town, probably endangering other kids' lives, there's some other mother who's going to go through this. And what are we doing to stop this? When all, all we see is color, oh, you know, we see color, we see status, we see rank. But it is those people that pose the greatest threat. And it's almost like they're above the law. Mm-hmm. So you said that you, you came across the communication on your laptop. Mm-hmm. But, but, but uh, it seems as though you had your suspicions even before that. Yes. What aroused your suspicion? I'd walk into a room and, and he would actually jump. He would literally jump. And there was this, there was this rift that was created in my home and in my family. And the enemy lines were drawn. I couldn't control my daughter because he was the one who was stepping in and kind of like doing things that, you know, she she wanted that freedom and he's the one who gave it to her. And I was the strict like mom saying, no, you can't have a phone. No, you can't do this. No, you can't have that. You shouldn't be doing this. And it was just the rebellious phase compounded with somebody with an ulterior motive. So two years ago when all of this started, you say she was 14. How old was he? In his 60s. And, you know, when you became aware that something was definitely amiss, what did you do? What sort of action did you take? Um, initially he said that I was imagining it. I worked too hard. I needed to go and see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I had a personality disorder. He really made me question who I was. And, um, I thought, okay, maybe I'm busy. Maybe I'm seeing things. Maybe I'm being a bit paranoid. I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. But when it got like to a point where it was in my face, the day I walked in to that room in January last year and his arms were around her. I felt sick in my stomach. I grabbed my child, put all my kids into the car, and I moved out that day. So you have other kids as well? How yes. old are they? Um, they're 14 and 12. Boys, girls? A girl and a boy. So I've got two girls and a boy. Did you speak to your daughter about this at any stage? Yes, I did. I even spoke. I spoke to her hundreds of times and... I just always felt there was something going on, always. I just always felt that there was something not right about what, what was going on. And I spoke to her, but she was, she just couldn't hear me. She just, she was just in her own space. Why do you think she wasn't hearing you? What, what was her attitude towards you and the concerns that you were raising? I was raising how bad it would be for her to 
get into something that she wasn't ready for, I was saying to her, you got to watch out because this is really bad and I don't trust this man with you. And although we were in a marriage, there were just huge cracks and this was the biggest crack. This was the niggling feeling. I'd come home from work. I'd find that he'd been drinking with my daughter and there would be huge fights about why a child was allowed to drink. I don't care if it was sangria and it's just wine and fruit. I don't care. And the other children? Horrified. Horrified. Did they tell any stories? Yes, they did. They did. Well, what did they tell you? Mm, my son said to me the one night he he shared a, his sister's bedroom and uh, he woke up to um, to him dragging her out of the room. They were having an argument. She locked the door and he dragged her out. And there were like huge fights. And when I came home, everyone like she didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to talk about it. And I was like, he was like, oh, I was just worried about her. And she was being difficult. Like there's just stuff all over. There's, there's, there's just so much stuff. And I couldn't be bothered anymore about remaining silent about this. Because silence isn't golden. The only reason we've got this to where we've got it to is because I've constantly been speaking to people saying, I need your help. I need your help. And yes, there have been dead ends everywhere, even from the cops. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So uh, you raised it with him and he denied it. Yes. Um, You raised it with her and she wasn't having, she wasn't hearing what you had to say. Did you get the family involved at all? Who else did you reach out to? It came to a point where I just had, I was just so shocked and there was so much happening in my mind that I actually became silent. When you're shocked and so confused, you become silent. There's no words because this follows you around every minute of every day. And then the bullying starts and if you get divorced, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to, so you feel like you're almost trapped because you, you, you're trying to like hold things together, but you don't know what to do. And you're trying to make sense of it. And there's huge emotional and psychological trauma that comes from that. So you said earlier, this is a man who is highly successful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would imagine a well-respected member of society. Mm-hmm. And so he's now threatening to take away your security if you were to talk. Mm-hmm. And what's your response? My response was moving out and just saying, I'll face whatever comes. There's, there's a, pa- a period where you think, what if I'm wrong? And what if like, I end up losing my whole life? Because obviously I'm wrong, you know, if, if I was wrong. And then things just get too much. To, they, they're, they're too in your face. Did your daughter go with you when you left? I dragged her, yes. You dragged her. So yes. she didn't want to go. No. She didn't go willingly. No, no. She wanted to stay? Yes. Did she say why she wanted to stay? She just didn't want, she, she just went through the phase where I became like her competition. I was the other woman. That's how my daughter sees it. In so your daughter mind. was actually in love with this yes, man? Yes, and we underestimate the power that love can create and the chemicals created in the brain. When a child has these powerful emotions that they just can't process. She just didn't wake up one day and fall in love with him. 
As you said, you, you, you used the word grooming earlier on and, 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 you know, having access to this child under, you know, the comfort of a roof, a closed and and closed family Mm -hmm. environment, uh, where you would have the time to actually groom this child to be what you want. Uh, But when you decided to go to the police, did you speak to her? Did you tell her? I uh, found the mails. I called my attorney who was dealing with my divorce. She was at school at the time. I marched across the road um, on his advice, and I went to speak to the headmistress who called her out of school class, and we said, right, hand over your devices. Hand over everything, all communication. Anything you can use to communicate, hand over. The, The headmistress said, well, do you have a phone? I said, no, she doesn't have a phone because I'd never bought her a phone. Um, it so happened he gave her a phone and she told him the cops were coming. She warned him. But how do you give a child a phone? I had moved out of that house. He had no access to her. But somehow he got a phone to her and that's what they used to communicate. You then said the, that, you know, you, you basically felt that you were failed, you know, at various points, obviously what happened in your home, that sort of betrayal uh, by a man who I suppose you must have loved at some point, yes, uh, betraying absolutely. you in this particular way. But then when you went to the police, what was that experience like? Wow. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a legal representation at the time who told me what I needed to go and where I needed to go and all of that. Um but I really do feel very, very sorry for those parents out there who just walk into a police station because they are completely unsympathetic. And they have, I mean, I'm actually worrying about these crimes every day on social media. We, we are seeing more people turning to social media to try to gain um, some kind of support to, to tackle these crimes because our, the SAPS and the investigating officers just don't seem competent. I mean, there's postponements upon postponement, and it's from month to month. Things are just not done. And I also wonder, I mean, how corrupt is our system? You know, how corrupt? Is it bribery? Is it corruption? These are our fears. But are we, are we in a position where people, the people that we trust to protect us, are so open to bribery that they might let a pedophile back into society? So, so, so uh, we have uh, the general listening to us in our Pretoria studios. So you were there, you're a mother, you know, calling out, reaching out in distress to law enforcement. Speak to the general and tell her what your experience was and how you felt about the way you were treated. I felt that there was a gross disrespect for the situation at hand. And yes, I am aware that there are many cases like this. But if there was more attention paid to them and they were treated seriously, you know, this could actually help put systems in place where these things could be streamlined and we could move these matters along, especially where there are children concerned. But, I mean, I've had the misfortune of dealing with an investigating officer who says, I'll be in court and doesn't turn up, who says to me, who says to the prosecutor, we'll give you a disc with the cell phone data. A blank disc is handed over. There is gross incompetence, and I'm starting to question why. General? Sakina? 
I I have listened to my sister's story. It is sad indeed, and it is not acceptable in 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 the South African police services. We 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 always go out to communities and and beg with them and plead with them to come forward and and report and it cannot be correct that things like this are happening under our watch and we do nothing i i i i am at a stage now that i i don't care how far uh, uh, my sister is i think after this uh, uh, engagement i will i'll have to personally attend to her you know, get get to the file and and check what is happening. Who is this IO, and and why is the case getting postponed and postponed? Because from what I've been listening to, the evidence is there. We must just get the docket to court. But I I cannot uh, at the stage say this is where we 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 have done wrong. This is what has to have happened. I will have to get to the file, look into the file, and 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 I will take it from there. That's absolutely fair, uh, I think, General. But also, we're going to go to a news break. When we come back, General, I actually want us to just go on a little bit of an education drive once again. Because people are talking about, you know, consent. A 14-year-old cannot consent. He is 60 years old. The law is absolutely clear in this regard, but it is obvious that more education needs to happen in our society. And of course, we'll also open the lines. Uh, we'll take your views and uh, uh, much sympathy and outpouring coming, you know, for our mom in studio this morning. Very brave mom who has come into studio to share the story, the horror story of her daughter, at the age of 14, when all of this started, um, uh, being sexually abused by her husband, the girl's stepfather. And, you know, just listening to it, because it's, it's not as, you know, some people want to make out, you know, yeah, this consent. And no, 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 no. As I said, the law is crystal clear on these matters. And um, Mags Naidu says... Anyone talking about a 14-year-old consenting is pure slime, as evil as the perpetrator themselves. I'm feeling sick right now. Um, Paula Kay says, this is shocking and terrible for any mother to go through. No, um, this can't be going on. What's going on in our homes? And let me remind you of that stat. 750,000 children before they reach the age of 17 would have been exposed to what this mom's child. I think went it's through. also important to understand that it's seven hundred and fifty thousand that we know of that we know that of we, that have got into some kind of mess in their life that had to open up about it. Absolutely. Think but about the ones that slip. General, um, let me just come back to you because uh, it, it is very important that we once again just make it clear to people what the law is around um, uh, sexual consent as it pertains to minors. Thank you, Sakina. At the age of 16, the the law, as as we we are all aware that we have a a new Sexual Offences Act that was enacted in 2007, only at 16 years a a child can consent to sexual uh, engagement. However, we also need to interrogate the mental status of that particular child. But any person below that age cannot consent to a sexual uh, engagement at all. 
And then also the, the, the other issue that um, the mommy was sharing with me offline, um, General, is that for some reason the legal team, the re- legal representatives of the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, have been in contact with the young lady who's since been removed uh, to a place of safety. Is that allowed under the law? Not at all, Sakina. That's, that's the issues that we need to interrogate. And if, if she, she will be willing to give us such statements, we'll follow up on that. And I don't even think even on the law fraternity they will allow a, a qualified a, a, you know, law practitioners to exercise such. It, it is totally not the right way to go. And it will be putting even their own career in the, in, in, in in, in, in another, you know, angle of, of competency, as, as my sister was indicating earlier, that there's a level of competency that you, you question. I don't think mm. the, the, the training is an issue at, at this stage because we, we do everything to our power. As we speak, Sagina, we started a course again yesterday where 25 across the country people are here to receive a FCS related training. FCS, by the way, is Family Violence, Child Protection and Sexual Offenses, where we, we have these dedicated teams that we, we capacitate them with skills and knowledge of how to deal with victims of, of sexual assault and other related matters and how to go about in investigating these cases, how to treat victims and up to the stage where we, 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 we also have social workers that are within the FCS units that are called in from time to time to assist into, you know, talking to the victims, talking to the victims' families and writing reports into what is going on. So if, if anyone, if anyone do something like this alleged lawyers that are in contact or a, a low attendance around the, 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 the suspect or alleged suspect's side uh, are in contact with the victim, it's, it's totally not allowed. That was reported to the prosecutor in March this year. Okay. And this man's out on bail. And as far as I understand, contact, direct or indirect, isn't allowed. It's one of, it should be a standard bail condition. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't mm-hmm. his bail been revoked? These people are completely beyond the law. And I have to say mm-hmm. that the only reason a lawyer would step in and do these things is when your client has been completely honest with you and said, look, in my view, I've done it, please help me, do whatever it takes. How can you almost throw away your career as a lawyer? Mm. Mm. But we are, of course, in that case, into the realm of speculation. But, yes. you know, it, it, it really is a very, very concerning situation. And, and, and general, people um, are talking about the treatment generally meted out at police stations in circumstances such as these, especially where, uh, as in our mommy's case here, where the person, the alleged perpetrator is well-known and also well-heeled in society because they seem to um, wield some clout and therefore in some instances as people are telling me here on the various uh, platforms they tend to get away with whatever it is that they are doing they just litigate until they financially exhaust you and they hope it's going to go away 
this isn't going away. But why should it go away when it is clear? You know, uh, when, when the law is absolutely clear, here's a 60-something-year-old man engaging in sexual activity with a 14-year-old. I mean, y- you don't even need a lawyer to explain that to you. The law is that clear on the matter. General? Sakina, without a, a specifically getting into the details of the case because uh, it's, 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 it's a court case, it's subjudicate. Uh, anything that we might discuss further on this matter might, might put our case in, 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 in another angle. Mm. Let, let, let me come in on the issue of the competency at, at the reporting stage at the police stations. As, as we will all remember that in 2010, the government took a stance to resuscitate or to, to, to reintroduce uh, the FCS units. And of course, that was because of the community outcry that what we, we were trying to do prior to that of taking these individual investigators into each and every police station was not uh, yielding any positive results. Mm. We had 176 units across the country. Each and every police station is allocated with a unit of FCS investigators that are specialized in investigating this type of cases. Yes, here and there you'll get pockets of individuals that might not be taking their job very, very seriously. But what we emphasize is that we need to have competent investigators that are sensitive of the type of cases that we're investigating who are subjected to assessment every six months. It is the duty of the the unit commander to make sure that every individual attached to FCS investigation, a, a team or a unit, is undergoing the 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 reevaluation of of a, a, a some sort and and get debriefed from time to time because of type of cases the complicity of the cases that we are investigating so when you get to the police station our 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 communities that are listening now when you get to the police station insist in 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 talking to an individual attached to this unit we are trying by all means to have a 24 hour service there are centers somewhere in the country where we have Tutuzela centers, where we have a multidisciplinary teams that will attend to the victims in a multidisciplinary way, where you will get a nurse or, or a doctor, you will get a social worker, you will get a police to make sure that when we take statements, everything will, will just go uh, according to, to that line of, of making sure that at the end of the day, we do have a, a, a complete statement and a complete support to our victims. And if things like this are happening, both the victim who is the child and the family, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it needs to, 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 to be exposed to some sort of psychological uh, 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 you know, debriefing which we do have, uh, we call them uh, forensic social workers within our, our, our midst in the South African police services. But where we are shorthanded, we, we do not have such capacity at some of the places as we're still struggling to get social workers within the, the South African police services. The Department of Social Development is assisting. We do have social workers that are coming on hand to assist the police in into doing mm. uh, such assistance. General uh, Musikiri, I totally take your point. What you, the point you've 
purchase made. But of course, that does raise other questions as well. And I take your point about perhaps prejudicing the case uh, that is currently before the courts. But I think it's important that I just highlight the fact that the reason why the mummy is in studio this morning is because of her feeling that she can't get any justice done anywhere. The wrongdoing is continuing and uh, unabated and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. Hence her appeal here so that this case could actually be exposed even further. All of this of course allegations at this stage uh, the case continues. Our guest this morning is the mother of the child who was molested by her stepfather and uh, General uh, Tibelo Musikidi joining us from our Pretoria studios. 891 is the number to dial. Uh, let's hear what our listeners have to say about this. Anonymous in Cape Town, good morning to you. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. And you? I'm okay, thank you. I can feel the pain of the sister that is in the, in the studio today. I actually am an aunt to two girls that have suffered this kind of abuse for years. A, um, the, the, the case has gone through so many police. The case, the case has gone into court. It, it didn't go, go into court because each time the mother tries to get justice for her children, something seems to just keep blocking. So I don't want to be the better of that news to the, to the lady there. But um, the lesson that you learn when your children are struggling like that is sometimes you just need to teach them the life skills or the survival skills to deal with the situation. Because one of the police that we actually dealt with, this letter actually even went to Pretoria, the FCF head office. If the general wants to know about it, she can give me a call. But um, everywhere, because of political connections, it just does not continue. Mm. The children uh, started suffering at the age of about six, and the other one was five. Today, the one child is 11, turning 12. And um, the suffering that the suffering continues um, under their father, their own father. Well, Anonymous. Anonymous, tell you what, um, I, I, I think one of the things, and, and, and I'm really sorry that you seem to have resigned yourself to this fate. And I'm sorry that it's gotten to the point where you feel hopeless and helpless because the system has let you down. But I don't think we should leave it at that. And I think one of the reasons why we are having this discussion here today is because something needs to change. So, Anonymous, I'm going to put you back to the production team. Leave us your details. General, can we please have an undertaking that you would look into this? Immediately after this uh, session, I am going to look into them. And as you are saying, you are uh, taking uh, our, our anonymous caller to... To, to, to the producers, if I can have uh, uh, the details, I think if she is saying it was reported to head office, I might be having a file that I will look into and I will come back to her. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Bonagele is in Kailicha. Good morning. A very good morning, Sachin, and good morning to your guests. Morning. First of all, uh, allow me to really say, I'm sorry to this two 
ladies. Uh, but uh, one thing that I would like to touch on, the previous caller remained to be anonym, anonym, anonymous, not to call a name. You know, things such as these needs to be exposed so that this monster can be known. Okay, that's, that's uh, she, re- she decided to choose to be anonymous, all right? But with this molester who's 60 years old, irrespective it happened 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I'm very much thankful for the general to be there to make a follow-up regarding this case so that these people can be arrested. It mm. is unacceptable at all. And thank you for the bravery of this lady that you have there in the studio. This is very, I'm very sorry about this. But irrespective, as I'm talking about with previous caller to remain anonymous, I mean, that's totally unacceptable, but okay, she decided to do so. But they need to be exposed, to be known. Who are these molesters? Who are these people doing this? But they can be arrested. You know, irrespective of someone who is rich, well-known, educated, must do something about it. I'm very sorry. Thank you very much. Thank Hello. you so much, uh, Bonagele and Kylie Chen. You were saying something earlier about uh, anonymity. I think um, it's important to understand that the reason we turn to shining a spotlight at the risk of being taken apart and saying, oh, well, it's a child's privacy, we need to examine this further and understand privacy is actually benefits the, the, the criminal. It does. Because they are free out on bail to do all these things and to even maybe possibly go after another child. I would love the luxury of dealing with this privately. It's not easy, mm. but you have to choose. You're either going to do this privately and be shoved into a corner where nothing happens. And this isn't bravery. This is desperation. I wish I was brave. Wow. And uh, let's just uh, take a few more calls. Um, Eddie is also in Cape Town. Good morning, Eddie. Um, good morning, SK. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got three things quickly. The first thing is um, for the lady not to feel like um, she, has, she, she, she has failed somewhere. You know, I, I heard they're talking about the material um, uh, situation that people think she's looking for this. And I mean, I, I've seen kids that go to the best schools who get everything from their parents um, getting um, sucked into this thing where um, um, the older men um, end up um, 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 uh, in, indulging in sex with them, actually, in some of the exclusive schools. So I just wanted to say um, this has no material part in it. Of course, poor kids are, are, are tend to maybe be enticed easily because of their material condition, but... Young people are young. They, they're not mature to deal with older men. That, that's what I wanted to say. The second thing is, um, you know, uh, our, our, our Chief Justice Mukwemu the other day ruled about racism and said, I think we are soft. And, and the same way he, he was making that ruling. And I think this issue as well that we, we're talking about now, needs that kind of uh, stain warning from a, a, a chief justice like that because we have things like thieves must fall we have all these other chanting and uprisings about things that 
our future, our kids, um, 750,000 number in anyone's language. So maybe we need to start there and start to petition um, um, the courts and all of that. So my final point, Sakina, is to the general. Um, our police are not really equipped, to be honest. Sorry to, to say that and be the devil's advocate. You know, you call a police guy to come take a simple statement from your house. Um, they will take two hours to take a simple statement about someone who broke into your house. So where we must change this, um, the, the police in, in, the, in, in the other parts of the world, I always say this to people, Sakin, um, in our country, someone become a policeman or a policewoman, once they have tried everything else in life and they have failed to get a job or anything, and they end up at the police, why can't we change that and say the crime, crime, must go to the police, change their salaries, change the training, offer them some um, uh, future studies and let them start further. You know, this is putting people who are ill-equipped mm. educationally, who can't take a statement in the first place, then to say they must take something as, as serious and, and, and sophisticated as the, the, the guest's story is. I mean, this is someone's father in the house. You need someone who's sophisticated to take them. So... That's my final point, Sakina. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Eddie. Uh, Sean in Komani, good morning. Hello. Uh, well, let's try Faisal while Sean's sorting out his line there. Good morning, Faisal. Hello, Sakina. Uh, this is a mother that is uh, truly going to great lengths to save a child. Now, we have a problem in this country. We're talking about consenting sex at the age of 16. We have children at the age of 12 and 14 who are becoming mothers at early ages. But the most important point I want to make here is that people who are divorced and get into new relationships, please, they need to take this woman's uh, problem and, and understand that it could happen to them as well. It, it's not an easy thing. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much, uh, Faisal. Let's see if Sean is there. Good morning, Sean. Yes, madam. Sean, how are you? Well, and you? Fine, madam. Uh, thanks very much for the for the for the program. I just want to share some sentiment about the lady. I'm just very sorry about what she said. Uh, there are two uh, points that I want to share. That uh, when she was talking about the SAPS. Really, there is a need for SAPS to have a partnership with social development when they are having some matters like this. Mm-hmm. When you are going to report in some cases, they need people who are dealing with uh, issues like this, social development and health people must also involve not only the SAPS because they are not competent on this, on this kind of issues. Also about the family matters, some of them, they don't really care about family matters. Uh, last, I just want to share this sentiment to this lady that life has no formula. You can plan everything, but someone can disappoint you. Last, respect and one dignity is very important. Where is the dignity of, this, of our people in these days? Mm-hmm. Where is our respect if we are going to do this in our kids? Where, is, where are we going in our society? Thanks very much for the, the opportunity to give me. And I'm sorry again for this lady, what happened to her child.
Thank you so much, Sean and uh, Komani. Let me read some messages. Eddie in Wodendal uh, says, Eddie Tuabala uh, says, um, your guest is a real mother. That man must be arrested and face the might of the law. Where is the police in this country? Where's the CPF? Where's the leadership when children go through this pain? Some of our policemen are corrupt and protected by their seniors. Uh, where's the station commander? where it was reported. Joe in Mahikeng says, In Mahikeng, a prominent man in our society got his stepdaughter pregnant, and when the wife was about to let the matter out uh, to the family, he shot himself. These stepdaddy relationships don't always work. Uh, Mashifane says, Sakina, the discussion reminds me of the book titled The State versus Anna Brevere, uh, where daughters are abused by uh, their stepfather. Uh, Matumo uh, at Mahudi says, Sakina, I'm very sorry to hear that emotional story that monster must uh, be locked up in jail for life and then Maru says the stepfather must be emasculated by all women um, Butman in Guatemala says Sakina last week on uh, another radio station there was a woman whose husband impregnated her 18 year old nanny who was looking after her baby it's so bad what is going on here Bruno in Durban says my advice to ladies is if you go into a new relationship Leave other kids. Uh, don't take them with you into the new partner's environment. Uh, it may not be good for them. Um, this one unsigned. My wife is a psychologist and this is a reality. These men groom and abuse these children over years. The police refuse to help her and a client, uh, uh, her and a client recently. And in fact, the cop taking the statement could not even spell. The police experience left my wife traumatized more than the client. And uh, Black says... Sakina, a couple of years, I wrote a novel, uh, Sashi, um, in which the girl faces problems, including sexual molestation. The experience uh, trying to get it published is unbelievable. One publisher said the story will cast uh, blacks in a bad light. I finally self-published it. It's on Amazon. And this one says, Sakina, asked the lady uh, whether she ever examined her child. So uh, let's just get a quick response to that. Um, I I never really examined my child. I think it's quite, um, quite. Um, I I didn't think at the time when I was living in the home that it would. I I had my doubts about whether I was imagining it or whether it was really happening. To examine a child, I think, is quite an intrusive thing. But I did try to, even remove her and put her in in my mom's home and whatever, and she was examined uh, examined when we did the report. So. Mm. Um, so it was confirmed. Like, yeah, and there is a statement made by her which uh, these details are outlined of when it began and how it began and where it happened and all of that. I think and you did state initially that you, you are not brave enough to read that I, I don't think I'm emotionally uh, equipped to actually deal with that. Uh, Lizwi says, Women and our mothers have long lost faith in our justice system because the system tends to protect these racists. Uh, Promaster says, Many families have been... Um, captured by rich men and rape cases vanish into thin air. Every community has the same rape story. Janet Van Eden says, very powerful topic, can't even talk, too close, too real, too prevalent. Rapists need to be punished harshly. Not sure I'm strong enough. And uh, this one from uh, Tsepo Mohale says, the culture and glorification of blessers and blessees perpetuated by default normalize the sexual abuse of the vulnerable. Uh, General? Sakina, 
I, I just want to come back to what our our callers uh, uh, are saying about the whole thing. And I think there's, there's one person who spoke to the issue of consensual sex and 12-year-olds uh, uh, being pregnant and, and having children. I must say, Sakina, let me clarify this issue of, of consent. If a consensual intercourse is between an adult and a child, it's still a prosecutable offense. It's a criminal mm. offense. It cannot be a, a, that the child is it's on the consenting age. It still have to be brought to, to, to the attention of the legal system and it will be tested. And I, I hope successfully so. There, there are other concerns that cases are, are getting, are vanishing into a thin mm. air if they are reported. My appeal to the communities is that there's, there's a caller who said, where is the station commander in this? Where is the, 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 the commander? We, we, we have a system where we have a station at a close proximity of our communities. If it's not at the police station and you're not getting a joy from the police station, then there is a cluster commander. There is mainly most of the cases it will be your senior managers that are, are managing the clusters at any police station okay. or any police in precinct. So if these cases can get reported. And lastly, I want to say my office, it's, it's there to make sure that across the country people do get justice. If the cases are not receiving attention they deserve especially the fcs related your rapes your 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 domestic violence that are investigated by the units let them be reported and, okay and, and we'll attend to those cases general tell you what we've got two cases for you anonymous whose details we'll pass on to you shortly and mommy in here this case is ongoing we'll keep an eye on this one but we're going to follow up on the one that we're going to give you um from anonymous in cape town because i think if nothing else let's start even if it's just one case at a time Thank you so much for your time this morning, uh, General uh, Musikidi, and also to our mommy who came through today and to all of you for your participation. It's just after nine and time for the latest news with Nomsam Luli.